The Florida Panthers might not be playing any hockey games until February 16th, but there's one Florida Panthers player that is on their way back to returning to the ice. We're going to discuss that more on today's episode of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into this Thursday, February 3rd edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Let me introduce myself. My name is Armando Velez. I'm from pantherparkway.com. You can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. You can also follow the national show Locked On HL and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. And they'll be covering all the regular season activities around the national hockey league so like i said in the beginning the florida panthers aren't playing until february 16th a nationally televised game against the carolina hurricanes and a familiar face to the florida panthers is one step closer to returning to the lineup but we're actually gonna wait for that in the second segment of the show but i want to get this right out of the way and one thing that was circling around NHL circles yesterday was a town hall meeting between the owner of the Chicago Blackhawks owner, Rocky Wirtz, and and with meeting with the Chicago media, a town hall to discuss the search for their uh, new GM and the direction that the team is going. And I did not get to see the actual video until later on into the night last night. And I was looking at tweets about the reactions from Mark Lazarus of The Athletic, who does a great job covering the Chicago Blackhawks. Why am I talking about this? Because once again, the Florida Panthers are kind of involved with uh, the Kyle Beach uh, situation that happened in Chicago. And of course, it relates with the whole resignation of Joel Quenville and, and everything. And Rocky Wirtz said how we're not going to talk about Kyle Beach. We are moving on from, from the situation in 2010. He said that they're, the people who were employed by the franchise are no longer here. And I just saw Mark Lazarus's tweet that's saying wrong answer about the accountability that ha- hasn't been from the owner. Of course, he didn't know any of this happened, at least, at least he we at least from what the reports are. We don't know what he knows and what he doesn't. But the lack of accountability on the franchise and avoiding the topic that is still a very big deal in not only this sport, but many sports from the professional level all the way to to Bantam hockey and Pop Warner football and you name it and Little League Baseball. And the fact that he's avoiding it and just it, it all it takes is just saying, hey, we're trying to put people in position to make sure this happen doesn't happen again and i'm talking maybe talk about trying to be more hands-on about what's going on with this situation and ha- maybe having more of an open door policy when it comes to issues but it just goes to show that they haven't learned from their mistakes and avoiding a topic like this is what's going to make this possibly happen again i don't wish it on anyone but 
brushing it off and just avoiding it because you don't want the attention on you. It's it's it brought even more attention to the situation instead of instead of instead and answer the question tell what you're going to do to prevent this from happening and now right before i started hitting the record button i was looking at puck empire on instagram which is a mut which is a must follow page on instagram and now there is a third person now who is suing the chicago blackhawks for for what happened with Bradley Aldrich it's a it's a it's a student from Miami University I'm gonna pull up the the post uh right here from from Puck Empire and it was a from what I read right before recording it was a former student from Miami University as in Miami of Ohio not University of Miami and Coral Gables uh, um talking about how he's one of three potential plaintiffs weighing in lawsuits against the Blackhawks. And I'm going to read, I'm going to read uh, the, the, the post uh, and how he Bradley Aldrich groomed him by using Stanley cup ring, Olympic silver medal and other hockey memorabilia during a zoom call interview with TSN last week, the former student said that he met Aldrich in the fall of 2011 when both worked in the NDAA's school men's hockey team. The former student is now in his 30s and working in the hockey industry. He asked for a, no a nominee. TSN has a policy to not name sexual assault survivors without their permission and will refer him in reporting as John Doe 3. John Doe 3 is among three potential plaintiffs who are weighing lawsuits against the Blackhawks. All three are represented by Christopher Courtsay, a lawyer with the Chicago law firm Hurley, McKenna, and Mertz. So this is this is this is a bad situation. And the fact that once again, the Chicago Blackhawks just let him go after that 2010 Stanley Cup final run instead of have putting in a investigation within their own organization and this their wrongdoing in this caused of course multiple things to happen after the fact with the with that situation that happened with the high schooler in Michigan and now Miami of Ohio as well and the fact that Rocky Wirtz uh decides not to want to talk about it and say that we're not going to talk about Kyle Beach wrong answer man that that's just the absolute wrong answer to to put out and it it just shows that once again not learning anything and that that we that when when you are up top in that high of a position and we can't see the events happening and we are in a position of power it, it just though they just want to focus more on their bottom line instead of people and it's just very disgraceful that Wurtz is uh stooped down to that level for for the Chicago Blackhawks and I hope that I, I hope that some of the owners around the National Hockey League including the Florida Panthers don't go down to that level and actually try to empathize more on anyone who goes through this because nobody deserves what Kyle Beach and John Doe 2 and John Doe 3 uh went through because John Doe 2 was never uh he never came out to 
to publicly say who who they were and now we have more of this situation now a john doe three so whoo this is this is this is not this is not pretty for uh for um for the chicago blackhawks and the nhl though the resignation of joel quenville for the florida panthers created an opportunity for andrew burnett andrew burnett will be heading to the all-star game uh along with jonathan huberto to coach uh the atlantic division and we are going to talk about that more in the next segment here on locked on panthers but first I want to tell you all about Bet Online, and Bet Online has you covered this season for more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football continues its march through the playoffs, right to the big game in a couple weeks, BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports, sports, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. Bet Online has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live, real-time updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Bet online, where the game starts. Continuing on this conversation here related to the Florida Panthers, right before we talk about Andrew Burnett and the situation that he is currently in for the Panthers, some positive news for the Panthers before we before we get to the other stuff is that Nolachari is uh is back for the Panthers in a conditioning stint for the Charlotte Checkers and it's not surprising that this uh the Florida Panthers did take this opportunity while there wasn't any game action on the NHL side to put him on a conditioning stint and he played on the second line on the right wing uh, for the Charlotte Checkers in their five to one loss against the Rochester Americans, and he had two shots on goal, uh, a plus minus of minus one in their loss. And trying to look at the time on ice, but a- a- the AHL.com does not provide the time on ice. I've been trying to look for it to see how much how many minutes he played. So I was not able to see um, how many minutes he played. But that's what I'm seeing on the on the box score. Didn't watch the actual game but didn't get an opportunity to see how much time on ice. But an encouraging sign that Nolachar is one step closer to being back in the lineup for the Florida Panthers when they do resume play on February 16th and getting in some game action because the last time Nolachari played a hockey game was October 5th in that preseason game against the Tampa Bay Lightning in Orlando was uh, was able to go there in person. And let's not forget, this was the, the, the preseason game where there was 96 total penalty infraction minutes between both teams and they were getting just everything out of their system from from their previous uh playoff series uh last season so uh that that unfortunately caused uh, an injury for Nolachari who's who's been out for now four months now so now we talked about the embarrassment of riches for this uh Florida Panthers team and it's only going to continue once Nolachari comes back. A, a a player who's mostly been on on the fourth line playing center, and he could also play wing as well. So that's going to create more opportunities for and more difficult decisions for Andrew Brunette and the coaching staff for the Florida Panthers. Once once Achari does come back, and he's one of those hard hitting defensive forwards too, as well. And you got two big ones in Mason Marchment and Nolachari now in in the lineup. 
And of course, uh, the big body defenseman of Radko Gudis uh, putting it there. So the a lot of it has a lot of talk has been a little bit of the lack of physicality for the Florida Panthers. Um, but they're they're bringing one guy in that's definitely that's definitely going to definitely bring that to the table for the Florida Panthers. And as the, as far as the offensive side of things, we don't know what we're going to see out of him. Sometimes he scores none. Sometimes he scores a, a hat trick. Sometimes that happens. That's kind of the the story of uh, Nolachari uh, during his time with the Panthers. So it, really excited to uh, bring uh, Cookie back into to the lineup. But going to Andrew Burnett and Bill Zito, they had a busy day yesterday. Bill Zito talked with multiple outlets. He talked with uh, Ray and Dregs uh, in, on the Ray and Dregs podcast, was able to listen to that uh, show. Thanks to Nick Fairbanks of PantherParkway.com for sending me that link for the listen. Uh, Bill Zito also spoke with Pierre Lebrun of The Athletic, and he also sp- um, got an opportunity to speak with George Richards of Florida Hockey Now. Andrew Burnett also spoke with um, George Richards of Florida Hockey Now yesterday about the situation at hand let's go to Andrew Burnett first before we get to Zito and he talked about how without spoiling the article um the whole thing and I challenge you guys to subscribe to it and and read it he talked about how it was mostly Joel Quenville's team how he looked up to him and now it's at a point where now this is his team and he's now putting in his staple onto the team and now Andrew Burnett has had a few months under his belt here and now we're starting to see kind of the players like get to know who he is and talk about how when he was an assistant that now that he had more of a one-on-one time with players versus when you're the head coach you more you're more like the CEO and talking about and looking at more of the whole operation as a whole so that's pretty much what I got from from Andrew Burnett and how for him looking up to a mentor like Joel Quenville and now having to take over for it was a really hard situation for Andrew Burnett to be in. But, but the fact that he has this rich of talent here for the Florida Panthers and along with putting in his staple, it's resulted in wins and, and definitely Andrew Burnett deserves a lot of credit now that he's going to his uh, first all-star game as a coach. He never got to go as a player, even though he played over 1100 games in the NHL. So once again, go and read that article by George Richards of Florida Hockey Now to read a more in-depth about Andrew Burnett and talking about the situation that he was uh, put in because there's a lot of uh, great detail um, there. But Bill Zito spoke to, to multiple outlets yesterday. Uh, and of course, with this being um, the all-star break coming up for the NHL, and the Florida Panthers, he was able to speak more about how the and and this is what Zito said in a in a state in a quote to Pierre LeBron that Steve Goldstein happened to share. And this is what this is the this is the the quote. In my mind, the cup is going to be go to the best team, not the best collection of talent. So so just because the competition acquires another talented piece. Does does that make the team their team better? Obviously, they think so. That's their business. 
but we want to make moves that allow our team each piece to maximize his value and contribute to the team for the for the collective to be as strong and valuable as it can be close quote so that in itself tells me that bill zito isn't going to be desperate for a move that's what that tells me even though as great of an acquisition of Jacob Chikrin would be for this team. I don't know if Bill Zito is willing to sell the whole farm for, for Jacob Chikrin, even though if you bring him in, it'll be for multiple years. And the cap hit is very team friendly uh, for, for the Florida Panthers. But if you want to get a quick fix for this year and a rental, there's Ben Sherratt of the Montreal Canadiens, and there is John Klimberg of the Dallas Stars as well. But John Klimberg himself is looking for a long-term deal. So are you going to give up more and then try to extend him or give up more and let him give up less and let him walk? But is, are the Dal- if you're going to give him less and let him walk, is Dallas going to take that offer from the Florida Panthers? So... That is things that Bill Zito needs to think about too before pulling the trigger on a trade for a middle line defenseman for the Florida Panthers right before the trade deadline. And we're just a month and a half away from it. So there, there, those are, those are three names that, that would make sense for the Panthers. And two of them are expiring deals. One of them has, great term and young too, young piece in Jacob Trickren that, and many teams are in on, on chick. So it would be great to see the Boca Raton native uh, come back home and play for the Panthers. And if you make that move, once again, like I said, in the episode with John chick, that you worry about the other stuff later when it comes to kicking the can down the road, as far as continuing to create cap space for this team. And with Noel Chari coming back, that's going to take up a, a whole um, a small portion of your cap too. So you're going to have to move a, a few things here and there because I believe the Panthers at this moment in time are, they're really close to the cap uh, ceiling. So they're going to have to move somebody uh, down uh, to make space for Noel Chari. So to create room for Jacob Chikrin, Noel Chari is making 1.6. Um, so if they were to make another move for Jacob Chikrin as well, what's what's going to be the long-term cost versus if Sherratt and Klimberg are in, they're expiring, so you get to reset your cap for next year in order to improve the team. And this is also where drafting and developing really matter for the Florida Panthers when bringing up uh, certain play, certain players up in in the system for for the cats and that's where this is where next year a matt kierstead is going to be very important for the florida panthers uh max gildon is going to be important for the cats next year john ludwig is going to be be a piece that the florida panthers are hoping they bring in in case they don't go after uh jacob chikrin as well and once again after this season um after this next next offseason um Mackenzie Weger is going to be a UFA as well. So are they going to, are they going to pay him big bucks too? So that's one thing to consider for the Panthers when making this move as well, but it, it can work. 
it, it, it really, really can work for the the Panthers if they if they're like again the Jack Eichel comparison with Vegas. If they can fit him in, the Florida Panthers can fit Jacob Chikrin in for sure. But we're going to get more into the Olympics, even though the NHL isn't going to the Olympics. We're going to talk more about the women's tournament that started late into the night last night on February 2nd, going into this morning. But first, we want to talk to you all about Rock Auto. And with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50%, and even 100% more of the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you could need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your parts needs. Go to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear us, Fox? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Continuing the conversation here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Once again, though the NHL is not going to the Olympics, there was Olympic hockey um, last night. And into the in the morning uh, of uh, of the women's tournament, and I got to see the first period of of Canada versus Switzerland, and then unfortunately I fell asleep because that game started at eleven ten p.m. Eastern time uh, last night, and with a day job it's kind of hard to to do it. But I will put this link in the show notes. NBC is providing reruns on demand on their website with a tv provider sign in so anyone who isn't able to catch these games live there you're able with a tv login to watch these games reruns over on your own time so gonna watch more of those games um whenever i do have the free time but the 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 olympic olympic hockey a, a few score updates for for the women's uh tournament Canada manhandled Switzerland by a final score of 12 to 1, had seven different goal scorers in in their victory over Switzerland. And the shots on goal differential, Canada had 70, while Switzerland had 15. And Sarah Fillier made her Olympic debut for Team Canada and got three points and a plus three rating with 10 shots on goal for team Canada. What a way to bring in uh, your Olympic debut for team Canada. And the other game was Czechia versus China. The final score of three to one in favor of Czechia. And one that started at three 30 AM Eastern time. uh, This one, um, Japan defeats, uh, Finland by a final score of three to one 
in Beijing. And the, of course, the most important one to me, and I have, I do have Canadian listeners, so sorry, not sorry, but the USA hockey, they, they played at eight ten this morning and I, and I set my alarm literally like 10 minutes right before the game uh, to wake up and just turn it on, have a little bit of coffee and enjoy a little bit of hockey on a morning. Usually when I watch sports in the morning and drink coffee, it's usually when it's like an English Premier League game that uh, NBC Sports Network, well, even though they're no longer around, um, when, when, when it was NBC Sports Network, that it, it was a nice thing to wake up to and just enjoy. And I kind of felt that sense of enjoyment, just waking up, having a cup of coffee and just enjoying uh, some Olympic hockey for, for, for that. And, and that for the USA defeating um, Finland by a final score of five to two. So did I, did I say that Japan defeated um, Finland? I meant to say Japan defeated Sweden. Sorry, my apologies, but team USA defeated uh, Finland by a final score of five to two. And at one point, the graphics showed that they were outscoring, outshooting the the opposition, forty to eight, dominating possession. Amanda Castle had a brilliant move, froze the defense, and then uh, creeps in to near near the doorstep and just launches one for for a goal. That was a that was such a beautiful goal. Nobody nobody picks up Amanda Castle. Um, Kendall Coin uh, Schofield gets two goals in this one, and Alex Carpenter uh, gets uh, two goals in this one for. Uh, Team USA to bring them to a 5-2 victory. And the final shots on goal disparity was 51-10. 51-10 in favor of Team USA in their 5-2 victory over over, uh, Team Finland. And as you can see, even though this is a baseball hat, I do have a USA uh, hat on for that victory for uh, Team USA. So very... um, very fun, very fun, to, very fun to have Olympic hockey back, even though it's not the NHL. And even though, and I, I want you, I want you guys to hopefully try to support the women's game because uh, they definitely need our support, especially with the PHF uh, increasing their salary cap and no, wanting to give their players more of a livable wage so that they don't have to have more jobs outside of that and they can focus more on their craft. So, like I said. NBC is providing that games on demand that are not live because even myself as a hockey podcaster and a host, the truth is I cannot see every single game live overnight. And I'm, it's going to be, I'm going to be like Squidward um, when the, when the, when the Krusty Krab was open 24 hours, my bags would have bags. So that, that would be, uh, that would be not fun. Uh, going into to my day job if I were to if that were to happen but the next game for Canada would be Friday February 4th against Finland at 11 10 p.m. USA's uh, next game would be will be Saturday at 8 10 a.m. against the Russian Olympic Committee um, so there'll, there'll be there'll be another early morning game for Team USA, um, Czechia plays Sweden at 3.40 a.m. on Saturday. Canada versus, oh, I said already said Canada versus Finland. Um, yeah, so Denmark versus Japan will be also on Saturday at 3.40 Eastern Standard Time. So once again, even if you're not able to watch those live, you can still watch them on demand to see what you miss because it's kind of hard with uh, the 
it being 13 hours ahead um, for the USA viewers, at least on the East Coast, especially. The though the 2026 Winter Olympics, if I'm not mistaken, um, will be in Italy. So there'll, there'll be more uh, early morning uh, games, uh, not overnight games when the 2026 uh, Olympics do uh, come around. So that, that's, a, that's a good situation for all, all of us who look forward to uh, viewing the Olympics uh, in our time, which is more favorable than uh, Beijing, China is. So hopefully, hopefully the NHL will also be participating in the Winter Olympic Games come and COVID will be, it won't be a thing of the past. We It's, it's here to stay, but it won't be as, as harmful then than it is what we know right now. So we, but that's something four years ahead um, in advance. So not something I'm going to definitely worry about right now, but tomorrow on Locked On Panthers, we're going to talk more about the all-star game coming up in Vegas and Andrew Burnett and Jonathan Huberto heading to Vegas today. They're heading there. They're heading there today to, to participate in the, the game. On, on Saturday at 3 p.m. And Friday, it'll be the skills competition at 7.30. So we'll be chatting more about the skills competition. We'll be chatting more about the All-Star game. And of course, the Pro Bowl is actually as well in Vegas that same weekend on the Sunday. So Vegas is definitely the sports capital of the world this weekend, that's for sure. But in the meantime, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast so you'll be notified every single time. The Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Make sure to subscribe to Locked On NHL and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. We'll be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for your second listen of the day, make sure to listen to today's episode of Locked On Bets. Your one-stop shop for all things betting. Locked On Bets, hosted by Boy Q and handicapping expert, Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms, so subscribe to Locked On Bets on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Sarma Mondevlez, signing off. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Where's your team? Every day.